It's really good to be able to rest in the Holy Spirit. In the secret place in the cleft of the rock. Just you and Jesus and no one else. In perfect peace. In perfect union, intimacy. Developing the secret place place where the enemy can't touch, the place where there's never been a negative word spoken. There's no witchcraft in that place, there's no black magic, there's no selfishness, there's no curse. It's a place of perfect love and peace. It's a place of intimacy with your husband and king, Jesus in the center of your heart, the secret place. If it's new to have stillness and peace, I encourage you to read Song of Songs, Passion Translation. It's good in every translation, but it's especially good in the Passion. Read it with friends, read it with lovers, read it with spouses, Read it with children, because it's virgin innocence. It's all about finding the secret place with your mind and living out of the core of your heart. Living out of the center of your spirit, where God is enthroned as the centerpiece of your life. No distractions. No one can steal your peace when you value the secret place more highly than anything else of the outside realm. That's really what it means to become a mature disciple, is guarding your heart. Scripture says, guard your heart above all things. For life and the issues of life proceed from it. The river of life proceeds from the core of your spirit. Out of your innermost being flows rivers, John 7, 38. So this is the realm of love. And if you have hurt and pain and wounds and lies, and especially when it comes to sex and intimacy, that realm where the river flows from is unknown to you today. So we say, Lord, Restore our virginity. Restore our first love. First love can only be with Jesus. Amen. Because He's the only one pure enough to restore your virginity. Even if you're 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, you still need your virginity restored because it's all about being born of the Spirit in the waters. John chapter 3. It's not about abstinence. Clearly that's obvious something in the natural that would be the good fruit of being perfectly pure in your heart. That there be no sexual morality, obviously. But this isn't a natural discipline. It's a spiritual love. Love is not a discipline. Love is a freedom. Religion is a discipline. Yeah, they're disciples, but they're discipled to have their minds in the freedom of the garden of love. That's how the, the real apostles lived. They lived out of their hearts. 
They were not carnal people. Not at all. You can never manifest anything out of the kingdom of heaven being carnal or being earthly. Heaven is inside your heart. Heaven is a spring. Heaven flows out of the core of your spirit. That's your innermost being. And the Word of God is to remove the distractions that pull your mind away from your innermost being because that's the only place the glory of God can ever flow. The glory is the living waters that flow out of your innermost being. And then they transfigure your personality, your soul, your brain. Your brain is like a diamond. Teresa of Avila said the, the soul is set as a diamond with seven interior castles for the seven spirits of God to flow as a river. There is the potential possibility to awaken everyone's springs to transfigure the crystal of the soul to shine brighter than the noonday sun. And that's truly our goal in Joel's army, is to get everyone so intoxicated on divine love, Sangha Songs 5.1, that their souls begin to shine with the third heaven. That comes by revelations of divine love. That comes by feeling the living waters. You have to feel it. It's not enough to know about it. Paul says you have to come into the experience of that love that far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. Ephesians 3.19, Amplified Classic. Far superior. Far exceeds knowledge without experience. This is the experience of the living waters, the experience of divine love. It's the experience of the fountains of the Lamb. It is a three-tier fountain. It's the fountain of joy, it's the fountain of peace, and it's the fountain of love. And you drink, and you drink, and you drink, until you discover all the realms that are your inheritance in these three tiers of fountains, the lower pool, the upper pool, and the springs of Eden. Three tiers of fountains. Clearly, the springs of Eden are our source. Psalm 36. We'll start in verse 7. O oh God, how extravagant is your cherishing love! All mankind can find a hiding place under the shadow of your wings. All may drink of the anointing from the abundance of your house. All may drink their fill from the delightful springs of Eden. Let's say it one more time. Verse 8, Psalm 36 verse 8, Passion Translation. I can tell people need to hear it over and over again. This is one you might, you might want to memorize. Put on your refrigerator or get it tattooed on the palms of your hands. All may drink of the anointing from the abundance of your house. All may drink their fill from the delightful springs of Eden. <laughs> All all may drink from the delightful springs of Eden. 
What do you suppose the delightful springs of Eden are? It's the love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's the revelations of divine love. That's what being born again is. That's the cup of the new covenant. That's what it means to have your source and your fountains no longer in self, no longer in others. A lot of people, because of not having a revelation of love or thinking they can have love for themselves, steal from others. They're called foolish virgins. Foolish virgins haven't developed their own springs in their own hearts. And God allows it for times. My God, can you imagine if the Father didn't allow foolishness? We'd all just have no chance. We've all been fools many, many times in our lives. So be very patient with others. Everyone comes out of severe curses of being locked in the natural dimension by believing lies. Most people believe some lies in some areas of their heart with all their soul. You come into some, it's amazing to me, we'll be ministering to people and they'll just receive all kinds of juicy, wet revelation. They'll just say, oh, the love is so good, the love is so strong. And then you talk about money and it's just full-blown demon possession. Very rare do people have freedom in every area of the seven interior castles. I mean, it's like almost non-existent in the world right now. So you have to be very patient when they manifest. Because even the elite manifests all the time. <laughs> it's true. Because we're in the early stages of the water temple of Ezekiel 47, where right now there's a sanctification of even getting the religion out of the twelve last-day apostles. Even getting the pride out of the twelve last-day apostles. Getting the death and the time and the space and the air and the sand of the second heavens and the earth out of the last-day apostles. Out of the water workers. Out of the workers in the temple of the Lord. Out of Gideon's 300. The refinement is so exquisite right now by the anointing of the Holy Spirit that those that are at the vanguard of Joel's army that have already gone through so much are going through even so much more. Refinement and sanctification is so thorough that every area of your heart is under a microscope, thousand power intensity. And it, we love it. We love sanctification. People will wiggle, they'll squirm, they'll manifest all kinds of craziness. But you have to fall in love with the waters that purify your virginity and your humility unto absolute perfection of divinity. You fall in love with sanctification. If you don't fall in love with sanctification, you're not actually in love with God. You're in love with God's stuff. You're still in idolatry. Sanctification is written in Hebrews 13 that He, he disciplines or sanctifies those He loves. Amen. I love it. Every day I'm, I want the strongest meat that will purify me, holding nothing back. King David said, I love your judgments. You have to come to a place where you love his judgment seat, where the most severe things of the Father that would absolutely destroy whole areas of strongholds and lies and selfishness and pride and religion and rebellion Whole realms of deception just get massacred. You have to fall in love with the Father at that level, knowing 
the Father's good, entrusting the Father to purify you from all unrighteousness. Until you just are so glorified all the time, I mean, you'll look young at a hundred. There's a sanctification that God the Father's doing right now, where you'll look young at 100 years old. So don't tell me you've been sanctified yet because we're pioneering the overcoming of death. I mean, we're just barely getting started, you guys. So get that pride <laughs> underwater. People that say, I heard that before, are liars. You have never been this far in the anointing of the living waters in the history of humanity. It's a brand new thing that I do, and it springs up before you now. You've never seen it before, says the Lord. What is the new thing he's doing? The fountain of the Lamb. The fountains of Eden. The perfect virginity and humility of the waters coming out of the mouth of Jesus. Can you drink mouth to mouth with the Lamb? That's the only way we grow. There's no chance you'll ever make it one day in this life, in this earth, unless you learn how to drink from the mouth of the Lamb. That's what the fountain of the Lamb is. He's the Word, and out of His Word is a fountain of life, living waters. He's the Word, and He's mixed with the water. What is the water? It's the fullness of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is the water of God. And in the water of the Word of God, proceeding from the mouth of the Lamb of God, you are sanctified perfectly through and through, constantly, until there's nothing left of your soul except the living water of the Word, and it's always moving, never still. There's a stillness, but in the stillness we tap into the river, into the springs. We're not stagnant. That's what the fallen angels do. They want you to be stagnant. They bring you to false waters. There's a river proceeding from the mouth of the red dragon in the book of Revelation. A lot of people drink that thinking it's Christianity. It's not. The living waters raise you from the dead and seat you with Christ in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2 says, The living waters are the power of the resurrection fountain of life that spring up in your belly and lift your mind into higher places that you know nothing about. You don't know about these places. That's the humility of the Lamb, that I trust my Father to take me higher than I know. Humility is the key to every degree of greater glory. This is the fountain of humility. This is being able to every day receive from the mouth of God, called the mouth of the Lamb. The springs of the Lamb is receiving directly from God Himself. Every single one of you will have to learn how to receive directly from the mouth of the Lamb. That's what makes you leaders. That's what makes you huyos. Technon is you receive from others. Listen. I receive from others still. Huyos, you still receive from others, but what I'm receiving from others is the fullness of God the Father. So don't misunderstand me. Huyos is, I, you're at milk. You know, milk, 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 milk. Paul says, I, I, you know, some of you are still technons, but you should be huyos by now. Teachers, but you're still at the bottle sucking milk. The words there are technon and huyos, 
immature Christians or carnal Christians and mature Christians, Christians whose souls are totally whacked in the living waters. Immaturity is very little waters. Maturity is great, big, rushing, mighty, rushing, living waters. That's the difference between immature and mature. It's not how much Bible you know. It's how much Bible you flow in the water of the Word. If there's no living waters in the Word, it's a dead letter that kills. It's sorcery. That's what Satan does. That's what the serpents in the sand do. We have settled for mostly serpent ministry because it has the appearance and knowledge of good, which is the temptation of Satan's tree in the garden. That's how Eve fell. She believed the religious lies. What caused the curse of the fall is the same stuff most of you still eat on Sunday morning, and you think it's doing good, because good people go to church, and good people read the Bible, listen to Christian music, and it has the appearance and knowledge of good, and some of it is actually good. Some of, it, some of it's actually anointed. There's a little of it, but it's not much. The fullness of His goodness is only found in the river, and it's the most irreligious, irreligious thing you could ever imagine. That's why freedom is such a stumbling block to those that are taught the knowledge of good, those that are taught self-righteousness. Freedom of the prophets. Listen, the greater the prophet, the greater they got undone from religion. It's true. The great you, you can study out how great a prophet was the last 6,000 years of prophets by how undone they got from religion. That is how great they are in the kingdom of heaven. You don't understand because getting undone from religion is the measure you've overcome the red dragon, which is Satan and his pride of self and religion in the brain. How much you overcame religion in the brain is the accurate measure you overcame the red dragon. And so, some people overcame them a little tiny bit, so they have a little tiny bit of rewards in heaven. They overcame a little bit of religion and experienced a small measure of divine freedom, divine humility, divine virginity, and the glory of the river of life on earth. Just a little bit. Most people, just a tiny bit during their life on earth. We're called to come into the fullness of the four rivers, to have no religion in our brain, to be like headless horsemen. Amen? On All Saints Day. Head, why headless? Because Christ's our head. You don't have a head. Christ is your head. Scripture says you have to bring your head as an animal sacrifice. It's called the carnal mind or the brain. Romans 8, if we don't bring our brain as an animal sacrifice, we're submitting to the fallen angels by default because the curse of the fall is having your mind connected to the brain, called the flesh. If your mind's still connected to the flesh, you're not experiencing real Christianity at all. At all. If your mind's connected to the river, then you're experiencing real biblical New Covenant Christianity to the measure that your mind is attached to the river. That's how much you've experienced true Christianity. So the issue is now is removing false Christianity called the horror of Babylon and the seven-headed beast of Revelation. The witch Jezebel that's deceived the whole world, the chief of the seven principalities of this fallen world. And so you overcome Jezebel in her false prophetics of the carnal mind by drinking the living waters and sacrificing the, the ability of self for the ability of the river of life. Come on. And to the measure you've sacrificed your control to figure it out 
is the measure you'll delight in the springs of Eden. It's all about losing control. It's all about surrender to the rivers. Because the river will always flow through you if you can keep surrendered and keep losing control. The moment you try to control what you've learned, you leave the river and go into the sandbanks. And you settle up this religious stuff. You'll try to build a fortress. You'll build something on the sand. And it's just absolute garbage. So building sand castles is your enemy. They're the pyramids of Egypt. Egypt is built with sand. Sand represents the works of man or the dust of the earth, the serpent's food. Religion. Sand is religion. Pyramids, religion. We have to stay in the river and build the water temple. That's what we're doing. The real priesthood of Melchizedek, the sons and daughters of the living waters, the sons and daughters of the glory, are building the water temple. And all of our souls are getting glorified by drinking the living waters, coming into the living waters, and releasing the living waters by losing more and more control, which is getting delivered from the sands of time. Coming out of time into eternity, which is in the river of life of the living waters. So there's a place of having these springs completely consume your heart till there's no sand in your heart. That's what it means to be without guile. There's nothing crooked in you. There's nothing selfish in you. You no longer live for self, which is immaturity. You live for others. There's no greater love than laying your life down for your friends. That's what the living water is. It's laying your life down for your friends and giving them drinks of eternity that's in the four rivers of Eden. The person who gets undone in the river the most is the greatest lover. And all the counterfeits are on the banks. All the counterfeits are in the air. And it all has the appearance of knowledge of good. So the only way you can actually discern the difference is underwater. And we're going to bring the whole world underwater so that no one can be deceived anymore as to what is actually Jesus in the mouth of the Lamb and what is actually Satan in the mouth of the dragon. Amen. The mouth of the dragon has all kinds of counterfeit deceptions that look exactly the same as the mouth of the Lamb. That's why people go astray continuously because you're in Babylon the Great where the potent sorcery can deceive people's minds like that. They'll come in, they'll have a drink, and they'll be like two-week Bill Johnsons. I've seen it every single month of ministry, full-time ministry for 13 years. They'll come in, they'll have a drink, and they're like overnight Bill Johnsons. They're like in revival, and then all of a sudden the fallen angel comes and works within the unrenewedness of the air of their mind, and it pulls them out of the water. It pulls them out of the river. And you never hear from them again. I've seen it over a million times with over a million people. Sure, it's an accurate number. It's more than that, but I don't lie anymore. I just let the living waters tell the truth, and just let the living waters work. The water does all the work. The Father is the water. The Father in me does all. The water works. It's so easy. It's so light ministering the glory of God from the throne of God and the Lamb and the river of life with all angel power does all the works in the four rivers of the Garden of Eden to the north, the south, the east, and the west and it delivers people from the air that the fallen angels work in so that people can no longer go astray. This is the level we had to grow up into to seal people in a permanent apostolic covering of the upper pool because the fallen angels will come around and people are not smarter than devils. They're not. In a cursed state with an unrenewed mind, you're less than a thousand times smarter than fallen angels. So there's no chance you'll ever overcome being deceived until your mind's connected to the living waters. You cannot be smarter than fallen angels working in their air and sand. 
You'll just go astray. You'll get religious. You'll think you're smart. You'll think you're having discernment. You'll get into Jezebel's lying visions, Jezebel's lying dreams, Jezebel's lying prophetics. Next thing you know, you're full of Jezebel, fighting people in the river as Jezebel, which we've seen thousands of times. And it's the craziest insanity, madhouse, Christian civil war every single day. And the only way we're going to have clarity is if we break through into this upper pool and become sovereign over the thoughts of the nations. Okay? The prince of the power of the air influences everyone's thought life. So how do we take that realm? We've taken that realm. Now we water that realm. We plant the third heaven in that realm. And we take the upper pool. And we begin to influence all nations' thought life with the kingdom of heaven removing the kingdom of hell. The time is coming and will soon be here where people's thought life is not influenced by the fallen angels anymore. That's the end of the world when the kingdom people inherit the upper pool. That's Daniel chapter 7 when the holy people inherit the kingdom. They're inheriting the influence of thought life of the midheavens. The midheavens and the high heavens. The midheavens has the upper pool. It's a pool over the 12 constellations that represent the 12 stars of the bride's crown in Revelation chapter 12. There's a 12-star crown of the, the Queen of Israel. The Bride of Christ is the Queen of Israel. It's written in Revelation chapter 12. And you're just going to have to throw out all your other theology because they're wrong. This is the truth. I tell you the truth and you can test it in the Spirit as much as you want. It's the truth. The Bride takes the heavens. And when the Bride takes the upper pool over the 12 constellations, which are everyone's souls connected to time. Everyone that's born in the 12 months of the year that's born in the curse is connected to the star systems of the second heavens. That's why people age and die, because they're born cursed. When you take over time, when you take over the upper pool and begin to wash the 12 constellations, the 12 stars of the 12 tribes of Israel with the 12 pointed crown of the Queen of Israel, you are conquering and influencing all soul life and thought life in the world. And that's what we're doing now. <laughs> that's why it says in Revelation 5.10, and they will rule and reign from the angelic heavenly sphere for a thousand years, because they've taken the upper pool. They've taken all control of thought life, and so the influence of everyone's thoughts will go from selfish red dragon to selfless love. It's a love revolution. God is love. What happens when God takes over through His people? Love begins to reign from the heavens. And what does love look like? It looks like wine, it looks like oil, it looks like fire, it looks like living water, and it's all in the river. There is wine underwater, there is oil underwater, it's all in the glory. In the glory you'll have wine and oil in abundance, you'll have grain and harvest in abundance, you'll have diamond in, in abundance. There's a release now of the diamond favor of the Jews for the storehouses of the second heavens. They have that anointing. And that anointing is being released to people at Red Letter Ministries because God gave it to me through an angel. Angel came to me, we're praying about finances because it's just been so much warfare. It's the main warfare we have here. We have millions of people watching our stuff and like one or zero donations a day on average the last year. It's been zero to one donations a day. So it's just major bottleneck. We're doing, people are rejoicing in our work. They're eating up our work, but like almost nobody gives. And I'm not complaining. It's just a principality that we're wrestling against and it's going to die and it's going to melt and it's going to go away and the streams of income will come into the ministry so we can take the stage as we're anointed to do. It's just get her done. Fulfill destiny. And so we're wrestling with this stuff and this angel comes and pours liquid diamond on my head. 
you know what? You know what God called it? Jewish diamond magic. That's what he called it. He called it Jewish diamond magic. Why is it magic? Because it's second heavens. Okay, these, these are not people that have ruled by the anointing or ruled by the Holy Spirit or ruled by the living waters. These are people that have ruled by the second heaven's power of the soul in selfishness. And do we love them? Yes, of course, because we're evangelists. We save souls. So we're not cursing anyone. We're not destroying anyone. We're forgiving Satan's greedy magic, his, the red dragon's work in the heavens that has kept out all this wealth away from God's holy covenant people, the people that could actually steward it in righteousness. And so it is in magic form. When you get a transfer out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, it comes in as magic. Because that's how it's been operating in the curse of the fall outside the city gates of heavenly Jerusalem for 6,000 years. Magic arts comes in by magicians. That's why Daniel had to be the master of magicians, according to the book of Daniel, in order to, to cleanse the heavens and the earth to rid of the world of Nebuchadnezzar and Satan and all the greed and melt the golden image. You deal with magic continuously. It's all the ability of the brain and the blood apart from the anointing. It's true. And you can get into all kinds of different stuff with that, but you need to cleanse it with the, with the living waters and the anointing and the blood of Jesus. So, when you get something from this world, it has to be washed and sanctified. Every time you see something conquered in the Old Testament, they sanctified it unto the Lord for the temple. They, they purified it unto the temple. Then it was, after it was purified and sanctified, they could offer it to the Lord as a sacrifice. Every single time the armies of Israel went out and conquered anything, they would have to purify it, sanctify it, and then offer it in the temple. So it is now that everything we do in Joel's army that we take and conquer from the heavens and from the earth has to be sanctified, has to be purified, then it's offered up in the temple to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Eventually, we'll so thoroughly conquer and sanctify the heavens and the earth and under the earth that we offer the whole universe to Jesus, laying down palm branches for His second coming after we restore all these things. After we restore the things, which is the natural dimension of the stars and sands. After we take our inheritance in the upper pool and the lower pool and learn to minister, not magic arts, but righteousness. Amen? Hallelujah. After we learn to minister the living waters through the realms where magicians have ruled before. Magicians have practiced selfishness. Now the sons and daughters of the living God will practice perfect love, laying their lives down to minister the springs of the Garden of Eden through the lower pools. Because what you bring out of Eden as the measure you've had intimacy in your heart, the measure you sacrificed your heart, that's how much you can fill your lower pools to cleanse people's hearts. That's how much you fill your upper pools to cleanse people's souls. So those that are the most sacrificed, which are the 144,000 that are 100% continuously sacrificed for others, walking in perfect divine love, will fill the upper pool and fill the lower pool with the fullness of the four rivers of Eden continuously so there's crystal clear living water that sparkles raining from the heavens and springing from the earth. That's the fulfillment of the prophecy of as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Partner with Brethren Ministries this month of Thanksgiving. If you're thankful for our work, show it by your cheerful giving and give generously so that God can give you the living waters generously. Bring everything that God's given in your life and wash it and give it as an offering into the temple according to the word of God and everything he speaks to your heart and you know you'll be blessed as you bring sacrifice into the water temple of Ezekiel 47 redletterman.com we'll see you tomorrow amen <laughs>